everybody, it's me, Emmy. I'm just your average coffee-loving girl trying to navigate life and what it means to follow Jesus. You see, I started this podcast as a way to keep me accountable in my personal Bible reading goals. And also, I wanted to create a safe space to share how I'm applying God's word to my everyday situations. Honestly, I just have a lot of questions and I figured, well, you probably do too. So why not just come along for the ride as I read through my devos and try to figure out life and Jesus. So grab your Bibles, grab your coffee. Let's dive in. So today's episode is going to look a little bit differently than the last two. First of all, I can't even believe there's an episode three. If you would have told me a few weeks ago that I would be doing this, I would have looked at you and laughed and been like, ha, no, what, why? But anyways, we're here. And thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Today, I want to talk about something a little differently or a little bit different. Instead of like going through the passages of my Devo, I want to focus on a topic and that being practicing the presence of God. So something that I've been learning in this season, or I feel like God is trying to show me in this season, is putting into practice the things that I teach my kids every single week. So as you know, I am a children's pastor. And one of the big things I'm trying to instill in my lovely chicken nuggets is the presence of God and experiencing that in their homes. That you don't just get to interact with God at church, but you can do it in your home. And funny enough... I feel like I'm not that great at actually keeping up intentionally with setting aside time to fully immerse myself in the presence of God. Like a little bit, I struggle with um, setting goals and checkbox things because that's like how my brain works. Not that I struggle setting the goals, but I struggle with experiencing God's presence as not just a checkbox mark, if that makes sense. So like reading the Bible, praying, that's all good, worshiping, I can do it, check, 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 check. But when am I actually stopping, pausing, and letting it be an experience to further my relationship with God? Like, he's not a thing to do. He's a relationship that I need to nurture and care for. So I'm really good at explaining it to the kids. And then I just felt like lately God's been trying to nudge me and be like, hey, you're good at explaining it, but I need you to be better at practicing it. So that's kind of what I want to work through with y'all today. And we're just going to see how it flows and goes as I work through a process out of my brain and to you. So um, the study plan that I've been following is do not fear. And fear is not something that's so easily overcome based on my own effort or my own willpower. But instead, I'm very aware of the fact that I have to face it and endure it. But I can only do that when I'm relying on God's promises and his presence. And I know that God promises to never leave us It's literally the foundation of how we respond to fear because I be like, ha, fear, I got Jesus. But it doesn't always click right away. And I could probably look in the Bible somewhere in Matthew and most likely in John where the Holy Spirit, we know that he's present in all believers. And Jesus promises us that he is always going to be with us. I'm pretty sure in Matthew it says that he'll be with us to the end of the age which is forever, endeavor, endeavor, endeavor. But I don't always have that pop up as a reminder when I need it to, when fear tries to creep in. And I think what will help that is if I start practicing intentionally experiencing the presence of God. So number one would actually be to just make intentional time and space. As easy as that sounds, that is super hard to keep consistently So like, I guess what I could do or I do, but I need to be better at is choosing a time in advance 
and sticking to it. Almost like making an appointment with God. And that might sound a little bit weird, but that's the way I guess it would work for me. Because if I have meetings, I schedule them and I put them in. If I'm hanging out with somebody, I put it in my planner. I live by my planner. Like, If you're in there, it's going down. If not, I might forget about it. So I almost wonder if I need to start like writing it in my planner, like whatever the time is, uh, Devo time or Jesus time. And, and what's been helping so far is like me creating these episodes because then I'm like, oh, I have to get into the word because if not, I'm not going to have anything to talk about on my episodes. So that's been super helpful. But I need to get a little bit better at being consistent of choosing a time in advance, but not only choosing the time, choosing the place. Like that space is very important because I easily get distracted. So I need to make sure I'm in a good space that I can really like just tune in. So in tuning in, I need to tune things out and really minimize distractions. So like this intentional time and space is actually have like three components. I need to pick a time. I need to pick a place. And I need to minimize distractions. And one of the things I've done to help minimize my distractions is I don't use my my Bible app on my phone anymore. Because I was realizing that even if I put do not disturb or if I silence notifications, I somehow would end up still getting distracted, getting off the Bible app or being like, oh, well, let me go check this real quick. Or, wow, this is a really good verse. Let me make a image for it and post it somewhere. And so then like my brain just trails off and then I'm not focusing on the word. And so now my time with God is now being interrupted by me getting distracted with other things. So I have gone back to good old-fashioned paper, books, and that's how I read the word. I I don't really use my phone like that. Will I look things up on my phone? Yeah. Do I listen to the audio Bible? Yes, actually, because I, ha- I like listening to it, and then I like reading it, and I like writing. So, like, I use a mix, but when I'm in that that zone of, like, okay, presence of God, intentional time of relationship and experiencing Jesus, I don't use my phone anymore. Um... I can't really close my eyes because then I'll fall asleep because I'm, I don't know, like I just, I love napping. So if I were to close my eyes for too long, I, I can't do that. It's not going to work out for me. I'm going to fall asleep. Um, so the other thing is, okay, now I've made my time, my space, I'm minimizing distractions. What do I do next? Well, a good place to start is God's word and meditating on God's word. And for me, that means taking time to slowly read and think about the scripture and what is it telling me about God. And as I'm reading through the passages, I'm, I'm responding to it and how is it affecting me and what do I think and what connections can I draw? But the most important part of meditating on God's word is to actually slow down. So I very much, I talk fast. My life is kind of like a boom, 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 kind of always running that kind of pace and I feel like God's really trying to teach me how to slow down and enjoy spending time with him and not rushing it because I feel like I'm always rushing to the next thing and I'm never fully enjoying the present moment so meditating on God's word for me means slowing it down and and sharing what I think with you guys has been really helpful because it's it's forced me to slow down and actually think and react and make connections and and like really absorb everything that I'm reading and learning. Um, Recently, I have rediscovered the power of praying the word, praying scripture. Um, It is a very powerful experience because a lot of times, and what I tell my kids is like, you don't have to worry about saying the right words. God doesn't care about a perfect prayer. Just talk to him. 
But then I struggle with that because I'm like, oh no, like how long have I been following Jesus? I need to know how to pray already. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have no idea what to say or like I'm asking for something or praying over something. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way of saying this. And there is. Sometimes I just pray the scripture. Like I don't even need my own words. The word of God is speaking for itself. And I'm declaring those promises or those truths. Or I'm saying, Lord, in your word, you said this, this, and this. And so guess what? I know you did it then. I know you can do it again. And boom, I'm quoting scripture. And it's almost like empowering me and lifting up my faith because... Well, Lord, I'm using your own words. So here we go, connecting over you. And another thing that I tell my kids all the time, we're constantly working on remember verses, on memorizing scripture, because the most important thing is to have God's word in your heart. So that way you can pull it out when you need it and you're better prepared to face life, period. So it's been helping me that I'm making the kids remember things because then I have to memorize it in advance to teach them and kind of like work that through. But on top of that, I'm trying to challenge myself to memorize extra scriptures, not just the ones that I'm like, I guess I'm doing for my job with my kids. Um, I'm trying to memorize extra scriptures that are speaking to me in this season. So the scripture that I'm actually trying to work on, and you'll be a part of the journey, so we'll see how this works out, is Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, which I talked about in the last episode. And it really just spoke to me of where I'm at in my season of life, of what's currently going on in my brain and everything. Um, of how God's the one who created me. He formed me. I don't have to fear. He redeemed me. He called me by my name and I'm his. So that's first one. And then I'll work on the second half, maybe next week. Um, kind of like break it down in chunks, but that's the verse that I'm really trying to work on. And it's, it's pretty powerful now that I've been using it and trying to incorporate it in my life of like when anxiety tries to creep in or when fear tries to overwhelm me, I'm like, no. I don't have to fear. I know that God is with me. He made me. He formed me. I'm his. I don't have to like let this overwhelm me. And it also helps me to pull out from that verse specifically because I'm working on it, character traits that I know about God. And this is something that I teach my kids and I tell them all the time. When you are in like a panic mode, super anxious, and you are scared, that's when you need to pull out of your brain and out of your heart all the things you remember about God. He's good. He loves you. He's faithful. He's always going to protect you. Um, He always keeps his promises. Like whatever it is that you know about God in that moment. And as you start to say them, more things will come because that's just the power of the Holy Spirit. He will bring things to remembrance. And for me, I need to be better at it. But when I do it, it helps me to calm down and it helps me remember who God is. And then it helps me calm the fears in my mind because I'm saying no, for this fear is a lie and I'm going to hit you with the truth and boom 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 I'm like fighting all this fear with a whole bunch of truths and I definitely need to get better at it but but that's kind of how I process made it middle medit can I even speak today (laughs) meditating on God's word and the third one I guess I guess we're gonna talk about four things I should have probably said that earlier but the third thing in practicing the presence of God for me is prayer now prayer is something that I want to say is super easy but also super hard, if that makes sense. It's so easy because at the core, prayer is talking to God. It is literally just having a conversation. But we know that conversations go two ways. It's talking and listening. And, you know, if you did all the talking in a conversation, I don't think you'd have many friends because then who, like, you're not giving anybody space to speak. So that is where I struggle in prayer is that I have 
such an easy time telling God everything. Like I will talk and ramble and go and tell him, Lord, from I want a chicken nugget to I am struggling with this anxiety. Um, when I was in school, that used to stress me out all the time. At work, sometimes I get stressed out because, you know, life in general. And so then I have no problem telling him everything about my day. Where my problem comes is pausing long enough to like listen and hear from him. And I know God is so wonderful and he's so merciful and he loves me. He really does. I know it because he will still find ways to interject things that I need to know. And he'll still find ways to speak to me and drop those nuggets of truth in my heart when I need them most, even when I'm not the best at giving him space to to talk to me. But one thing that I've been asked that I've been more intentional about asking is for God to meet with me, to speak with me and to show me things in his word that he wants to teach me. Um, And in those prayers, I've also been more intentional about allowing for that space. So going back to slowing down and how I read the word, a lot of things jump out at me because I'm finally slowing down enough for God to show me what he's trying to show me. But then I've also been into journaling my prayers because I shared with you that if I close my eyes for too long, I start falling asleep. So I figured out now how to stay awake longer in my prayers. I know that's like so embarrassing, but I write them out. I have a prayer journal that I love it. And now I just write out my prayers and I kind of follow a flow, which I'm going to share with you now in a little bit. And it helps me stay on track, number one. It helps me remember what I'm praying for, number two. And it helps me stay awake and engaged. And then it also helps me have space for God to answer because I'm taking that time to just write it out. And I'm not the fastest writer, but I'm also slowing down and letting him speak and then writing down anything that I feel like he's saying. So in my prayer journal, I start with scripture, which is what you guys have all been a part of, of me reading through my devos and reacting and responding. So on that first few lines, I'll just write down the scriptures that I read because all my reacting and responding is happening in my study book. So I don't have to write all of that extra again in my prayer journal. But I do like to keep track of the date and the scriptures that I did read that day. And then I go into praise and thanks. I thank God for who he is, for how he's provided, for all the promises he's made to his people that I can pull on, all the promises he's made to me. I just start thanking him for a bunch of different things. Whatever pops into my mind, I just write it down. And I just say, thank you, Lord, for letting me eat my favorite breakfast, for my coffee coming out perfect this morning, for it being a white chocolate mocha or a caramel macchiato, or for this person at Starbucks because they know me now at the drive-thru and we're besties. But anyways, I'll just say thank you and I'll praise him for different things, right? It could be as silly as that or it could be more things like thank you for providing for my bills this month. And thank you for providing me with people at work because the church needs volunteers and you're providing the volunteers, like things like that, right? So I just start praising him and thanking him in that, in the writing portion. And I share what are the final thoughts of my heart and what I feel like God is putting in my heart as a response. So then I give that space and he answers me. And sometimes he doesn't answer what I'm asking for or doesn't answer in the way that I think he is, but then I still write it down anyway. And then I realize, oh wait, you're answering things that I didn't even ask for or that I didn't know to ask you for. And and that's good because now I know, oh, hey, that was from three days ago and you answered it today or however it works out. But I do leave that space now more intentionally for on my heart. Now, I know that the Apostle Paul is trying to tell me a lot to always pray. And in Thessalonians, first Thessalonians, he says to pray without ceasing. And I tried to think of like, what does that look like in my day to day? And I think that just looks like pausing and reminding myself throughout the day to be like, hey, thank you, God. Or, hey, I am about to freak out over X, Y, Z, but Lord, you're in control. A short, simple one-liner prayer, but I'm pausing and 
keeping God almost like in the loop of my day and what I'm doing. And sometimes I'll read a verse or I'm like highly stressed at a particular point in my day and a verse will come to me and I will say that verse, I'll write it down or I'll say, thank you, Jesus, because I needed that right now. And that's how I kind of insert pauses in my day to keep consistently praying, if that makes sense. It doesn't always have to be like I'm down on my knees, bowing my eyes or writing my prayer journal, but I'm always checking in with God and I'm always keeping him in my day. And it keeps me aware of how God's hand is in my day and in my life, which has been pretty great to see. And then last, but certainly not least, we will tackle what I like to call as worship. And worship is not necessarily just songs. So we're about to get into that right now. Okay, so if you know me, you know that I am not necessarily the sit still and be quiet kind of girl all the time, or even half the time. It's very hard for me to just sit here and be still and be quiet. So worship and being in God's presence doesn't always look like that for me. Um, There's actually many ways to embrace God's presence. And I love how creative our God is in reaching us and how we are and what we need. And for me, a lot of those needs revolve around different forms of worship, walking around, dancing, singing, playing a musical instrument. Um, I do play the piano. So whenever I get a chance to, that is a way that I feel like a release of whatever is a song in my heart or emotions and feelings that kind of sometimes get trapped. I can play it out even if it doesn't make any sense and there's no words and it's not really a song that I'm playing. I'm just putting chords together. And it's almost like very therapeutic that it just lets me release in that safe space between me and God. Um, singing, your girl breaks out into random song all the time. Ask the kids, ask any of my friends, ask my parents. I just really break out, uh, ask my husband, he hears it all the time. I just break out into random song about anything and everything. I make up thank you Jesus songs. I make up Lord, I'm struggling and I'm stressed songs. I make a song out of everything. And that's another way that I worship is like my prayer songs that I make up. I love to dance and wiggle and walk around. And sometimes I don't pray sitting still. I just walk around or I'm singing a worship song that's on my phone and I'm playing it. And then I just start walking around and like being in the moment. Um, Another way of worship is also engaging in corporate worship. And what does that mean? Uh, Worshiping with your local church. Those services and times of worshiping together are so powerful. When you come together as the body of Christ, a lot of times he'll meet needs and encourage you through other people. And that's always super awesome. Another act of worship is serving those around you. And sometimes I forget that it is that simple of just helping somebody in need or sending an encouraging text when you feel prompted to or me that I now get to serve my kids more consistently. I see it more as an act of worship. Um, and I love that I get to to show God how grateful I am and how much I appreciate him through loving on his people. And honestly, worship is just a way that you praise God. So just praise him and be like, Lord, thank you that you're so near and dear to me, that you're always with me. Or be like, Lord, I am lamenting that I don't feel as near to you. So help me to feel closer to you or to get draw closer to you. And, and that's also all part of worship, or at least that's how I look at it. So yeah, I guess those are the four main components that I use in trying to practice experiencing the presence of God in each and every one of my days. I am not the best at it. I don't always get it right, but I'm trying. I really am. And thank you so much for being a part of this journey as I figure out life 
and Jesus. So let me just do what I said I was going to do and thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being near. Thank you for always listening to me and helping me understand your word, helping communicate with you, and you always answer me. And thank you because you set up times and spaces to meet with me, and you help me to draw closer to you. Life is hard, and I can't always navigate it. Well, I know that I can't navigate it without you. So please continue to help me and to bless me as I try to figure out what is going on, and you help me along the way. In your holy name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, you are literally the most awesome parts of my week. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on the next episode where we will go back to reading some scripture again. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. I will see you on the next one. All right. Well, you know, this has been great. I'll see you soon. Bye.